Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff? No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Have you guys ever work on your cars? If I had one. It's very satisfying. If you had a cool car like mine, you could use eBay Motors. Do you think that I could get the individual parts and then assemble my own car? Yeah, they do have over 122 million parts. Plus, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items on the exclusions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, Bogus Bob is fearless before computerized competition and gives the perfect synopsis of Hell Divers. Malevolent morning Mark has canine calamity, analyzes and explains AI operations, and nerve Jack you what now? Wayfish Wade is his family's funkel, buys into fully earned hype, and shows his pussy. From vexillology to freedom-loving heroics. Yes! It's time for This Is Our Roman Empire. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Distractable. I'm your host, I think. Uh, I mean, I am hosting, so that's what's happening anyway. Uh, if you've never seen the show before, I host, I'm a host. Wow, holy crap. <laughs> ever seen the show before? I'm hosting because I won the last one. Clearly because I'm such an eloquent speaker. And my two fellow people here, Mark and Wade, are going to be competing in this episode. To be clear, I think you won last episode because you lost I'm the best. less points Because I'm Mark the best. Did. Yes, yes, I'm very good. Yes, excellent. You know, considering how much of a belligerent host you have been in recent memory, uh, I feel like you're really jumping in a lot and stepping all over me pretty early on in this episode, Wade. I feel like you could mind your tone a little bit better. Can I have points for that? Uh, no. And I do have a pen, and I do have a paper, so I'm not going to get in trouble today, but we'll see how long that lasts. Anyway, if you have never seen the show before, uh, I host, I pick a winner, uh, we made a constitution last time. This is a summary from the subreddit, so I hope it's accurate. There shall be a semi-annual meeting of the three fellows on a boat 
Once every two years, we'll have a boat episode. We get a boat? Hell yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you say hell yeah when we were literally making that law? That whole se- the whole episode, you were just like, I hate this. That is dumb. I hate this. This is dumb. And then we said boat, your favorite thing, and you said nothing. We literally put that in as like an appeasement for you because we were like, oh, Wade loves boats. He'll be into this. If you want to see a summary of all the rules of Distractable, there are several versions of our Constitution. The main thing is, you have to keep track of points on a notepad now. There's going to be no favoritism. There's going to be no unfairness. The rules are still made up, and the points still technically don't matter. Oh yeah, and there's something about red flags. The theme park? Yeah, red, red flags over Atlanta. Dude, a red flag theme park would be so wild. You just go, you while you're waiting in line for a roller coaster, and just like you see in the distance, just like... Explosion. Isn't that what you get in soccer whenever you misbehave? That's a card. You're on it today, Wade. I love it. Um, hey, I'm here. Physically. <laughs> but are you here mentally? One point for honesty. I've been witnessing, like, just this. It's like two AI chatbots talking to each other right now. Like, watching the two of you. Bob will say something. Wade, just completely unrelated. Bob has to spin off of it. You know, AI stands for intelligence, which means we have some. Oh, dude, we've got the AI stuff to talk about today. We do, yes, yes. Don't ruin my small talk. <laughs> yeah, there's 0% chance that your small talk <laughs> was going to be about the thing that Mark and I are both excited about. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's so that's how the show works. We're moving on to the portion that we do usually before we get into the meat of the episode. Small talk. So. Mark, I'm excited to talk about the thing that you're excited to talk about, I'm imagining. So I'll let Wade go first so we can get that out of the way. I was just on vacation in Florida with Molly's family. It was very nice, and I ate lots of fish. And I apparently won the title of Fun Uncle. I'm Funkle. However, my nieces were trying to find names to call me that they thought would offend me. They're like four and six. And they're like, Uncle Bald Unicorn Butt Poop Head. And then at some point, I don't know why they said this, but they said Big Daddy. <laughs> And I had the visceral, oh no, no, don't call me that. And they were like, oh, so big daddy's what we call you? That's the winner then, yeah. How long, how many big daddies did they drop on you over the course of the trip? If it, dozens, if not a hundred. Were they doing this in public? Were other adults around at some point when little children were referring to you as big daddy? Mostly not, but there were times where it dropped. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> kids. Oh, God. That's a good way to react so that no one's concerned about it, yeah. That'll really dispel all of the all of the, uh, the third-party concerns. Just lock eyes with the nearest stranger and like, <laughs> Don't worry! They do that all the time! Uh, but only at home, in private. But, uh, well, uh, I learned my lesson, though. Whenever a child says something absolutely horrible, you cannot show fear. They can smell fear from a mile away. Molly and I had a Valentine's Day lunch at one of our um, honeymoon spots, which was cool. It was unrelated. We don't really care about Valentine's. Day, it just happened to be the day that we had off. And then we came back to Cincinnati and it was like 60 degrees colder and it was one of the worst blizzards I've ever driven through. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was like Friday, whatever the date was. It was a Friday. Just like horrible blizzard slush, one foot visibility. The road nothing like the salt truck went through nothing happened it was just piles of snow and i'm sitting there just sliding my way around trying to get home on the highway it was terrible i drove around in the blizzard a bunch mostly for fun it was cool i drove back in the dark of night with molly and the dogs in the car hoping that i was in a lane and many times i was not did the dogs go with you on the trip? Why did you have the dogs? Were they just on the side of the road or to drop them off? They like, have fun. They were at my mom's. 
I thought just, you know, you let him hunt for a little bit. Yeah, we found a tent on the side of the road. We're like, we just zipped it closed. Like, they could probably survive for a week. Hunt small game. Don't forget, hunt small game. You're you're low to the ground. You're a mouse hunter. That would be them. I think that if we died, they would eat us. I mean, most animals would, even dogs. But dogs apparently wait the longest to eat you. Real quick, this is a small aside. This only seemingly happens Monday nights. It hasn't happened in a while, but you see this, like, red mark on my lip where I, like, bit my lip in my sleep? I only do this before podcast recording days, and I wonder if it's some kind of, like, trauma you all have instilled on me that I bite my own lip to try to maybe get out of being here on Tuesdays. What have you done to me? Why is it instantly our fault? That's, yeah, that's quite a leap. Well, I don't know who else to blame. It can't be my fault, so it's gotta be someone else. I'm blameless. I, the lie was so hard it pushed me out of focus. Yeah. I don't know what... <laughs> Mark went flying across the room and lost focus. Well, that sounds like a lovely trip. Great job, Win. One point for having small talk. Go ahead, Mark. I'm very excited about yours. Two points for Mark having good small talk. Thank you. Thank you. It hasn't even happened yet. It's fair. Fair is fair. Uh, Henry Dunn shit himself. Oh, right. Uh, I forgot, though. That's the thing we're going to talk about, too. You deserve two points for sure. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys didn't know, L.A. is now a tropical rainforest. Uh, it rains nonstop here. It has been raining for, like, the past two days straight. It's going to keep raining for another two days. And then this is right after the second, like, big, what do they call it, the rain channel floodway, the, the rain slipstream. The sky goosh. The sky goosh, yeah. Skyussy is opening up upon you. Yeah, so the drought was over two rainstorms ago, right? Maybe three. It was over last year. It's still raining. The grass on the hill is so long that it's starting to weed its way over the roads. It's a lot of rain. That's that's weird. Yeah, it's it's actually quite strange. Um, because usually in LA, if it rains, the all the plants are like no, 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 and, you know they just <laughs> desperately try to grow, and they've been going no for like months. That's what I said last year is like they got so confused there was a second spring because the plants all thought that winter happened and then because after winter rain happens and then they grow all the flowers blue or all the the fruiting trees fruited twice. Yes, last year. Dogs don't care. Dogs don't care. It's raining. They want to go outside. And it's like, okay, all right. So I gear them up for a walk. And Henry's been begging me all morning. And I'm like, dude, it's raining. Um, but he didn't care. Got my raincoat. Go out. It's fine. There was a little break in the rain. I was like, okay, well, let's make it quick. We go all the way out. Get to the farthest point. Henry's like, oh, I got, I'm gonna poop. And he does this little waddle where he's like, he starts to like, it's like a truck lifting. You know, it's it's bad. But in verse, he just his, his butt goes higher and higher. He poops at an upward angle. I don't know if you know that about Henry. That's uh, that's wrong. That's wrong, Henry. That's and wrong. it's hilarious because if he has a hill to poop on, he will he will like start to do this like this is his butt, right? So he's like, and then backs up the hill. So he poops <laughs> up the hill at an upward angle, so it'll be sure to roll down through his feet, right? Sick. He speaking of sick, he had a little diarrhea and he just poops all over himself everywhere uh sorry about the poop talk this early in the morning uh or whenever people are some people listen to this like right at midnight so i know it's very early for some no i'm pretty sure everyone listens exactly in the morning yes absolutely on the drive out uh so he poops all over himself and this ordinarily would be fine we'll get back and clean up but it's raining right Re did you remember that so the rain cleaned him off for you and it's perfect. Oh, no. So dogs, when they are in the rain, I don't know if you knew this, they like to shake. Mm. So they shake. Uh, so Henry, with poop all over.
over his butt, shakes a lot, and we're at the farthest point, and the rain just kicked up. So every few steps, he has to stop and go, blah, blah, blah. and then just everywhere on his butt is just like these, his long hair, and it's, just, it's, it's a nightmare. And I have like quarter of a mile to get back home in the rain that's picking up uphill. This is not a lie. Both ways? No, just the way back. Uh, so then I had to get back and I was late for the podcast because I was, I was <laughs> haphazardly with scissors cutting, giving <laughs> Henry a butt haircut. Uh, just because there was no way that I was going to be able to get him in the bath in time. So I was just like, hey, be- have you thought about using dogscaped? <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty good. One point for Dogscape. Alright, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so that was my morning. And that's the AI update that I was so excited for Mark to talk about. What? <laughs> Did you expect me to talk about that? No, well, I, when I was like, we gotta talk about AI, and you were like, oh yeah, I was like, okay, Mark's gonna bring it up. But I forgot. I forgot you did say before we started recording that you had a story about Henry and poop. So, sorry for your poop situation having a baby i feel like i can commiserate with that in a way i've diarrhea before did you have to cut it off of your own ass i sometimes i really shake it to get it out you know did you leak out your diapy oh man it's been a few years uh probably all right we'll dig into that later uh anyway mark uh sora open ai sora yeah Yeah. everybody's excited wait have you seen this is that the main character from kingdom hearts uh, yeah, actually, but I don't know how I know that. OpenAI came out with a new AI. It's uh, text input to video AI thing. So it's generative in the same way that like Dali and Midjourney and other photographical ones are, but it makes videos. And I'm assuming all three of us, um, I don't know why I'm assuming anything about Wade. Have you seen Will Smith eat spaghetti, Wade? No, I watched him punch Chris Rock. Have you seen the AI generated video of Will Smith eating spaghetti where it's like an absolute horror show and his hands are becoming spaghetti and his face is more. I think I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Okay. See, this is why I didn't assume that you had seen it because you don't see things because you're not, a, you're not a seer of things. That was a year ago. About a year ago was that came out. It feels to me like it was longer, but it wasn't. It was just a year. And the new AI stuff from Sora is, like, ridiculous. It still has a lot of artifacts that make it look very AI. But, like, how screwed are we? I want to flash back to maybe a year and a half ago when I was telling you guys, AI's coming for our jobs, and you both were like, okay, Mark, maybe in 20 years. Okay, all right. Uh, You said I was... It was definitely a ways out. Definitely not going to be a problem immediately. And look at all this. I warn you, we're doomed. Now, the only thing we're waiting for to fully finish the story that I'm talking about is Will Smith Eats Spaghetti 2. I'm dying to see what it does with that. But there's some there's some fascinating stuff in the new AI videos. I Mark, my question was rhetorical. I still don't think it poses a serious threat to us. I agree. I think I was right. I think I was dead on. Uh, point to Mark for thinking he had me. Point to me for knowing he didn't. Yeah, anyway, I, I just think it's fascinating how good it looks if you look at very small parts of it. But there are, like, puppies that spawn out of other puppies. There are legs that morph into other legs and extra. It still does all the same AI stuff. But it does thing. It has persistent backgrounds. I think one of the most fascinating things I've seen highlighted is there's a video of a woman in, like, a red trench coat walking in, like, kind of a downtown Tokyo-looking kind of scene. Lots of, like, bright neon lights, tall buildings. And there are signs in the background 
where the sign goes behind her head is completely blocked from view by this woman, and it comes back into view and is the same, which is shit that AI can't do. AI now has object permanence? Yeah, there's something about the way this, this version of the video rendering stuff is working, where it has some amount of object permanence with, like, assets that are in frame that are out of frame or not visible for some amount of time, but come back and are still persistent. It's fascinating. So yeah, that that I think is the most interesting thing about this is the consistency across all the frames, having that kind of spatial awareness, quote unquote. Um, it definitely is a step in the right direction. But for those that are thinking they're going to be able to type in a prompt and get a movie in near time, not only is that still a ways off, but the average person is not going to be able to do this. I guarantee you that the 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 computer, quote unquote, that did this is not just a computer. It is a warehouse of a supercomputer had to do this, or at least like a server rack had to be dedicated to each one of these. Because I imagine, I'm not 100% sure, but I imagine that the memory required to be able to have this kind of consistency across a whole video is probably in the terabytes of just memory. Not just RAM, but video card memory. RAM? Yeah, VRAM, video RAM. Uh, it's on a level that the average person is not going to be able to get. And then when it actually, if it were to become a service, the cost effectiveness of it to do this, I mean, ChatGPT is runs at a loss for OpenAI. To use it, even if you pay a subscription of like, what is it, 25 bucks or something like that a month? Yeah, something like that. Even if you pay that, they're not making money on that because it costs more for the computational effort to be able to just generate that text. For this, if you had to calculate the amount of infrastructure and hours to do it, it's probably thousands of dollars just to make these once and iterating, forget about it. Like, you're not going to be able to iterate. You get one chance at it because it's a thousand dollars per. It's got to run all that stuff uh, like again and again. And yes, there'll be a way to iterate upon it, but um, like down the road, way down the road. Yeah, well, that is in general, that's one of the big hurdles with generative AI at large is not only that it's not really accessible because you need so much computing power to make it work, but the actual computing power that the world would need right now, the way it works to be, to have generative AI at the scale that people might imagine, where like most of what you watch on TV or YouTube is using generative AI or it, the, the earth would not sustain that. The earth would die. We would cook ourselves alive. The amount of energy consumption and uh, repercussions that would flow out from that in terms of climate issues and resource issues there's a physical limit to that and like so that's that you i think you're on something there that's the thing where ai is stuck at needs to become more efficient if it's going to become prevalent in the way that i think a lot of people might be afraid it might or are imagining that it might become and it probably will it probably will but that's really where the iterative developments are going to come because this has come a long way in a year and it's like yeah it'll be amazing to see what it can do in like another year and you see it with uh so 3d modeling software is there's certain ones that can do simulations of like water simulation building simulations destruction simulation 10 20 years ago that was impossible for the average consumer to do that because the home computer wasn't powerful enough or efficient enough to be able to do that now i can do it on a laptop now you can do it on a laptop exactly uh because that's the actual iterative process um when you have the capabilities these are pie in the sky this is the state of the art that's what the phrase means this is where the art is currently to do this if we put our whole servusi into it you know every single bit 
of what we can do goes into making this, that's what it can do. And it's still not quite there. So you can extrapolate, yeah, next year it's gonna be amazing. Not for everybody. Not everyone's gonna be able to do this. Uh, right now the entire world is dedicating every bit of their graphical power to developing these models, and this is the progress. I'm, they're deleting me, I'm going out of focus again. They heard you talking shit about their AI, and they were like, don't, you want access to it, and you better not. Or, Mark has been AI this whole time, and the servers are just updating, and he's getting blurred out because they can't process him while also updating. Yeah, every time Mark goes out of focus or his light turns off and on again, that's just the AI uh, losing object permanence for a second, having to remember. You can tell because it's an older model because I don't have a headband on. I can't, I can't understand how so many people thought there was a conspiracy theory around, like, why is he wearing a head, a hairband? Probably for hair reasons. To hold my hair back because it was always in my face, and I'm like, why though? I've never had to worry about such a thing, so I think maybe you're not being truthful. Hey, if Wade started wearing a hairband religiously, that would be a conspiracy. Uh, at that point, it's called a sweatband. What if it's purely aesthetic? What if it has zero absorbent properties? Was it made? Was it made of silicon? Silicone? Cone? Silicon? Sil no, silicone. Silicon is the element. Silicone is the the material. What's silicone? A? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. That's the French version. Uh, definitely real point that I'm definitely really writing down in the notebook for Wade for that one. Can I generate more? I will put as much processing power as I need. I will write them as really as I am writing that one that I just said. I'd like it more really. I'm sorry, I can only give you weird, surreal AI version of reality for these points. And that's, that, that is the trick of uh, AI right now is like, it's still people misunderstand what it actually is. There's, there's terminology that I think we've talked about before, which is like, this is not AI, but this is a perfect description of what Mass Effect called the difference between these kind of things is this is virtual intelligence. This is VI. Um, and that's what Mass Effect said. It's like when it, it, you would talk to these virtual intelligence and they would be the people to the kiosk. You could ask them questions, they would get answers. But they're they're just th exactly this. They're like a language model. They take in information, they do their little blah, 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 that means that, and predictive text, whatnot, and poof, there's no understanding. There's no conceptual understanding. And these can be refined, but I, I don't know how far it'll go without that actual understanding of context of what it is. There's associations that can be made and those can be refined incredibly, but again, the computational limit of it in terms of everyone's ability to do it, like it's it's restrictive because these models, this is the thing, is it's not just about training. Training a model of this complexity has a certain number of connections inside of it. Like most people probably have a general understanding like, okay, neural networks, you have neurons and they connect and they do random operations. Those are literally random numbers that go through and to get a more complex one, they just scale it up. They do way more neurons. So some of them have billions. This one might even, who knows, trillions. I have no idea. That can't fit on your computer. It needs to sit in the VRAM and it needs to be able to have a persistent very fast access to its entire network so it can run things through it without losing track of anything and it just like the scalability is difficult so they'll build this model and they'll make it huge it's not going to run on your computer. I feel like training models is also challenging because they have to interact with one another. They have to be able to change outfits very quickly, not affect their hair, their makeup. They have to know how to interact with each outfit, look confident while they're walking, know what walk to do. <laughs> not that one.
Not that one. Plus one point for Wade for making Mark sad. I don't know why. You know why? You know why it's depressing, Wade? Because when you do jokes like that, we can tell that you are listening, but we can also tell that you're just so sincerely disinterested that you're listening for the sole purpose of making an unrelated joke. Oh, I'm interested. I just don't have anything to add. You don't have to add. You could ask questions. You could state things that you think might be true. I can be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me guess. The subreddit really liked that. I don't know. Minus one point to the subreddit for liking that so much. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has a limited talk text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it! Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible! Use the slash distractible! To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. My conclusion to this hard-hitting news story that we're delivering here that's definitely not news or true even necessarily oh totally opinion-based uh disclaimer is it's coming at a really great time i really hope this does not get more widely accessible because in america we're coming around to the election i don't know if you've heard we're coming around to the election cycle it feels like we've been in an election cycle since 2016 happened but it's happening and this this has the potential to just create stuff where someone who's who's very like ai literate social media literate whatever media literate would would probably look at an AI video of Biden or Trump or a political candidate talking and be able to see like, oh, that's weird. That looks like an AI artifact. Hmm. I press B to doubt this information. But anyone who is not, and the vast majority of people I would say are not media literate enough about where AI is and what's happening with this sort of stuff, anyone who doesn't know that it's possible might watch something that's generated in this way and just be like, wow, I can't believe he said that. And it would be, you know, it has a serious and real impact on how they might vote how they view what's happening politically, whatever. Like, it's coming at a time, this development is coming at a time where I really hope it doesn't, I don't think it's likely to become publicly available, but I really hope it doesn't because we're already, there's already a world full of made up crap and Photoshop things and AI generated pictures and and voices. There was an AI generated uh, phone call in apparently Joe Biden's voice that was going around in New Hampshire uh, during the primaries or something. Like, we don't need more of that. It's going to happen. 
people want to affect things, that's what people do. It's, but, like, we just don't need more of that. It's just not a good time. I just hope the election isn't so divisive. It would be nice if Joe Biden, George Bush, and Donald Trump could still play video games together and enjoy themselves. I love that TikTok. Did you see when Barack joined in? I know you got an episode, but speaking of, of video games, have you guys played Helldivers? No, no, I wanted to talk about that, too! Plus one to Mark for being in my head! <laughs> no, have you been following the Helldivers 2 saga? God, I have. Yes, I have. I've been in the Helldivers saga. Have you been playing? Yeah, of course. Ah, oh, shit. I haven't been able to get on. I've, I'm not, I can't. I've not played at all. It came out and I had to leave. It, it was one of those games where when I first saw it released, I was like, oh, it just looks like one of those Gennaro, you know, uh, shooters, like lower budget one. I had no idea. It wasn't until I started seeing the battle reports coming in about Malevolon Creek and how, how they needed help that I was like, maybe. Dude, it fell last night. Overnight, I think it fell. I think it's gone. I, I haven't checked this morning, um, but I was I was I was fighting. Wait, is there like a, a actual battlefield that like is maintained? In pause what Mark is saying, context. Helldivers 2 is a PvE third person shooter video game. You can play within a squad of up to four people. You the way it works is there is one world map. It is persistent. The center of the map is a planet called Super Earth, which is the planet that you're from, and you are a helldiver, which is like a, a you're like the frontline infantry attack force spreading democracy by force. And so the world map is centered around Super Earth. On one side, there are the, the insects. What are they called? The trick terminids, which are like encroaching on towards Super Earth. And on the other side are the automatons, which are like encroaching into Super Earth territory as well. And it's it's a persistent universe at war type deal. Wherever you go, wherever you there's different missions and stuff, whatever you play by tiny increments, you increase the amount at which the humans from Super Earth are liberating that area. And so you can you can lose areas, you can lose planets, you can lose like systems. And so it's persistent. And so there was the terminids are where the game directs you initially. The bugs generally are easier to fight, is my understanding. And the automatons are kind of crazier and everything is just wild over there. And the on the automaton battle front, uh, humans are losing. It's not going well. It has imagine it's like Starship Troopers. That's the tone. Very mm -hmm. funny. You're spreading democracy by force, super earth, all that sort of stuff. Never seen it. That's the con. <sighs> Yeah, so Malevolon Creek uh, was in the sector that the automatons, who some people cannot pronounce that. Some go like automatons, automatons, automatons. <laughs> it's automatons. Um, so Malevolon Creek was in the first sector that the automatons encroached upon, and they quickly blasted through that sector and into the next one because everyone was over in the Terminids. Is this lore or is this in the game? Like, can you actually lose sectors in the game? This is happening in the game. Yeah, you are. They are losing ground to the automatons. They are getting closer to Super Earth. So this is like, they're keeping track of these battles, like in the game, and it moves where your locations and fights are? When when you go to pick a mission, you're, you, you, you have a ship, right? You ever, your crew is like on a ship. You fly your ship to a planet, and then you drop onto the planet. Each planet you can go to, it shows you there's eight. You're you have eight percent. The automatons have ninety two percent. Whatever shows you how the planet's doing, and then it offers you missions to go and increase the percentage that the humans are winning. 
Okay. And one of these is the creek and that fell. No, that was just one planet in a sector. That was one planet in a sector and the whole sector got wiped. Yeah, that was the last planet to fall in that sector and then they moved on to the other sector. And so when it moves into a new sector, you have to evacuate the citizens of that sector and run a defensive campaign at the same time. Uh, so Malevolon Creek, however, is one, it, like they lost the sector and they pushed past it, but there were still people fighting on Malevolon Creek um, and like holding this tiny, tiny wedge in there so that it wasn't inaccessible um and there's like i don't know bob just said it fell like i was fading back to a memory yeah um but yeah no so wait when you're saying like is this lore is this happening the lore is being written as it's played it's currently happening i want to play this right now this sounds really awesome it tells you too how many players are in each planet in each sector so when you mouse over it'll be like this is malevolent creek currently 600 hell divers here your 0.0008 percent it is happening i feel bad i'm not doing my part i should be helping i know i, I want to be there right now <laughs> next episode we're doing hell divers the episode yeah how about we just do like non-stop barrage of hell divers uh distractible <laughs> episodes well so the thing that i think is interesting is the first game in this series it's hell divers 2 right you guys know anything about hell divers 1 i do it came before too. Uh, of course, Mark does. I didn't, but since it came out, I have learned. And the, so the first game was a twin stick shooter, which is like just a totally different game completely, which is fascinating. But the lore, there were two other species or three other species. No, the Terminids were one of the species, but there were two other species in the first game. And there's rumors that one of like, it's complicated, but there's rumors that one of those species might be coming back as part of the development of what's happening around Super Earth in the current game. That the there's some actors behind the scene. The lore is fascinating, Mark. And you know what else is interesting? Uh, this will this is a real callback to the early days of us playing games together. Um, maybe it was us. I can't remember. You know what other game they developed? What's the developer's name? Arrowhead. No, wait. Yeah, it's Arrowhead, right? Yeah, the it's studio? Arrowhead. Yeah. I do remember playing an Arrowhead. Did they develop like like a Bigfoot game or something? No, no. It was Magicka. Oh. Got to remember Magicka for yeah. Wizards yeah, yeah, yeah. Zappin. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that's why Helldivers 1 was in that style because the same top-down for squad thing. Uh, and then Helldivers came along and then Helldivers 2 just like really. God, this is so much more interesting than when you guys talk about technology. I'm so into this. And you're contributing the exact same amount to this somehow. <laughs> I know. I, I asked questions this time. I asked about the lore. I said I want to get in to it i'm throwing out ideas for episodes i'm doing so much more the other thing about hell divers wait is it's basically impossible to actually get online right now the servers since almost launch the servers are so slammed when you launch the game it just says trying to ping server and it continuously does that there are workarounds where like if you join on a friend it gets you in because it ping instead of pinging the server every 20 seconds it pings the server constantly until you get through or something but there the another issue they ran into is there's no auto kick there's no auto logout feature. So people have been getting on and then leaving that session of the game open. They go to bed. Their guy's just standing there on their ship. There's no like inactivity. This is why this is why we're losing the war. Yeah, it no, is, yeah. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of non-active 
non-democracy-loving traitors standing in their ships like cowards, not fighting the fight. I want to get in the fight! I want it so bad! So the thing is also is, like, everyone seems to be- well, not everyone. A lot of people are upset, and this is, like, the kind of, like, this gamer rage around, like, your game's broken! Um, well, this is one of those cases where if it was a AAA studio that had an unlimited budget, it's like, yeah, of course, you know how many people are gonna play. They didn't think it would be anywhere near this popular, because they were gauging off of the last game. The main- I think it's the CEO or one of the big- the leaders of Arrowhead tweeted before launch like, man, I've got a lot- I think this game is great. I think Helldivers 2 might hit 50,000, uh, like, units sold. That would be so odd. They've sold, like, millions at this point. Like, it's- it's obscene. Well, they're about to sell one more. I'm getting it right now. Four million copies sold according to Steam Spy as of, you know, whatever today. Dude, between Enshrouded and Lethal Company and now this, I am so- this has been such a great time period for games. And this one is like, it, there are bugs, like they're patching it right now, I can't get out of the easy levels, but if I find other- matchmaking like comes and goes, if I was able to get into a squad with other people, it's just- It's only 40 bucks? Yeah, that's the thing, it's not a AAA game. It's a $45 game. It's such a moment. This is one of those things where like, I, I can't even remember a very particular one. I guess it reminds me of Pokemon Go, in a way, the summer of Pokemon Go. That game was still huge for years, and it, like, is still huge. Our friend Pam, I think, is at a Pokemon Go tour thing, or was at one, like, walking around with a bunch of other people. Still huge. But the summer when, like, every single human being that I knew was playing Pokemon Go, and every moment we weren't at, everyone wasn't working, we were outside at parks collectively just being like, I call over here, what caught up, whatever. That was such a weird and interesting moment. I feel like this is potentially that. It's everything I've wanted in a game where it's like in a space game where it's like everyone is doing things and it's actually having an impact like that small it seems small but that's always what i wanted because it gives you that incentive of like oh fuck what i do matters and every loss every time you lose that means like if you fail a mission that is detrimental to the cause and and it's not just that it always erodes because the autopontons are always like have a steady effect but if you fail a mission like you really fucked up like it, it just contributes to losing to it's it's great i also appreciate that the the developer went out of their way people are like why isn't there pvp it's a shooter whatever the developer in no uncertain terms has said like we don't want the kind of toxicity that comes with competitive modes pvp modes that's not why this game exists i love this developer god pvpers had their day now they can all go bury their heads in the sand and drown they had their Fortnite era give us break give us a break the, the, a lot of, not a lot, a very visible response to that, of course, was a bunch of sweaty keyboard warriors who were like, oh, you're just, you're just afraid. You don't want to one me, one me, bro. And I'm pretty sure the developer looked at all of that feedback and was like, good, go play our game. Go play Warzone or something. Perfect. That's for you. This is for us. I like some PvP games, don't get me wrong, but PvP, my god, it, we were drowning it for like five years. It's been so nice. Especially like PvP only games. Like, I love PvE. I love cooperative PvE. That's my preferred game to play. Enshrouded has been great, like I said. Have you tried Enshrouded, Mark? That's a fun one. That's a really fun one. It does look good. The crafting and or the base building in Enshrouded looks insane. I've seen like dwarven mines and stuff. It's insane. And you can kind of like, the world is interactable. It kind of reminds me of like Red Faction in a way where there's like bombs and pickaxes and you can just like take out parts of the environment if you want to. Well, you want artillery barrages, you get uh, held divers. You you want more bombs coming from the sky than you know what to do with and that will kill you. There's one that's so funny. It's a 350 like millimeter 
barrage. If you throw it at your max range to throw it, you're in range of it. So you have to throw it and run so far. <laughs> I know! I kept doing that! <laughs> I swear, I, the one time I got to play this game so far, it was like on release day, I got I got to that first because I thought that sounded like a great stratagem and I was like, sick, I'll use that a bunch. I couldn't throw it in a way where I didn't kill us repeatedly. I, I killed most of my squad like five times! It's impossible! I did that where it's like, you know, you gotta go for this objective, destroy this camp, and I'm like, I'll lob this in, and then all the guys run in, and I'm like, haha, alright. Everything just blowing up around yeah. me. I'm like, you know, it's just just a fucking I'm standing on the hill, just like and then a one comes down and blows me up. What happens if we keep losing missions? Like, eventually do we just lose the game? People are theorizing that, like, that's on purpose, that there's a lore development that's gonna happen where they want they want the humans to lose a, a certain amount of ground, and then they're gonna add a twist or they're gonna change the change the landscape somehow by developing the the story stuff of it but like yeah no theoretically the battle could push all the way onto super earth i'd be fascinated to know if there already are like maps and stuff that are that would be crazy if it did this is like second life war edition or something this is like nuts kind of stuff yeah I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. All right, podcast is over. We're never doing this again. We're playing Hell, we're Helldivers mains. We really did feel a lot of, I feel. This is just a small talk, man. Do you have an episode? I know, I feel like I, I don't have, the topic is not small <laughs> enough to fit into 75% of the episodes already occupied. Well, that's fine. We can keep talking about it. I have a small one. I have a small topic I can bring up, but I, we don't have to move on from Helldivers. Oh, no. I mean, until we play it, there's really not much else to say. And they're working on patches right now. Next episode, Helldivers, the episode. We'll watch one of us play it. What if we do an episode, we we'll do an episode of Distractable where we're recording the episode, but we're also- But we're all playing Helldivers. <laughs> at the same time. We'll just have one of our perspectives being recorded so that the people on Spotify can watch. It's just three guys on, on the podcast just like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Left, left, left. Uh, help over here. No, I wear pants too. Yeah. <laughs> is it like, um, I forget which game it was that I played. Maybe it was Battlefield that had like the counter where it's like, if you run out of reinforcements, that's when you lose. Yeah. You have, you start with a, you start with a timer and a number of hell diver reinforcements and you can run out of reinforcements. Yeah. And how do you win? There's usually, well, there's a mission. There's different types of missions. Some of them are like kill a certain uh, special uh, terminated or something. Some of them are like go to these locations and activate the whatever device, you know, like turn on the widget. Like there's a variety of types of missions where you have to go to, and, but you never like, you never kill everything. So far, my experience and what I've seen in videos, the end of every mission is like a dramatic last stand. And then the shuttle comes in and you're like, ah, get on Jesus Christ. And you barely escape because everything is always crazy in this game every moment is cinematic i don't know how it happens but every single moment the best mechanic is that you literally dive all the time so you like full body layout like Dah! and then my favorite thing is like jumping around the corner shooting max pain style and then if you fall too far down your 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 character will instantly ragdoll and just like land right on your neck and then you're just stuck down there so every time you fail trying to kill someone you just flop on the ground for like five seconds and then they just <laughs> obliterate you it's great 
great. You should look up some edits too, because there's some. I want to play it before I watch stuff, but yeah, I... there's some great edits of that don't really honestly give anything away. It's so it's just a movie. It sounds hard. This is a hard game too, right? Like it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's supposed to feel completely overwhelming, right? The whole the whole yeah. point of the game is it's supposed to feel like you're barely in the fight at all. You're completely overrun. Every moment of every mission is like you're barely getting to the next part. You're you're escaping. You're not winning. It sounds like early GTFO when we started playing GTFO and we did like the alarms and we didn't know what the hell we were doing and we just got swarmed really quickly. It's like that except constant panic. Yeah, and way more patriotism. I think one of the voice actors is the voice actor of like, um, isn't it like Plankton uh, in Spongebob? Because there's a voice line from one of the characters, a uh, voice option. This is like, ah, my leg, sweet liberty, my leg. <laughs> Very funny. This, this is already a stale meme at this point, but this is the first time I felt like this right now. Helldivers 2 is my Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was never my Roman Empire, but Helldivers 2 lives in my head 24 hours a day right now. You saying that Malevolon Creek fell made me sad. I know! I woke up today and I was like on social media and I saw, I don't, it's not confirmed, but I saw, so I follow a TikTok already that's like a Helldivers 2 news yeah. TikTok. The one that goes bum, 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 bum. and they said that Malevolon Creek fell and I was like, ah, I didn't even get a chance to help! What do I <laughs> doing can we reclaim it yeah we got you got to fight through the next sector if it's gone that was like the last one in there we gotta ugh. you have to you have to completely liberate like the current sector and then that allows you to push to the next one i think i don't think they've i don't know if they've made a lot of forward progress anywhere but definitely not with the automatons yeah no and with the bugs like some things aren't counting right now so there's like it's hard to say where things are not the bugs as in the terminids like bugs in the the game itself i haven't played this i'm already so invested i'm like oh god we got to get it back i've never even I've downloaded the game that's how i got into it it was tiktok and news i just saw this news and I'm like, what the fuck is this and then just some uh, a whole, i have so many likes of people and having incredible heroic last stands like just the most dr dramatic things better than any movie i've seen it's just like holy shit i gotta go I gotta log in and see if Malevolent Creek is full. I don't know if I will be able to log in. Yeah, good luck. I don't you have some kind of magical Markiplier login that lets you cut the line? I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential. The potential. You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own. Cars, right? Yeah. 
It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I have a mini topic that I was not sure how to work into an episode, and this works out perfectly. I've learned an, a piece of information. Um, also, two points to Wade for becoming so invested in what's clearly the best game of our generation. Uh, and uh, two points to Mark for being as sad as I am about Malevolent Creek. I got in, no cue. Oh, shit. Okay, that may... I'm seriously considering booting up my gaming computer right now, but I'm hosting. I'm hosting. Focused. I'm focused. Hey, let me... I'll just check in on Malevolent Creek. Update us when you find out. So I learned this piece of information unrelated to Helldivers 2, and I think it's weird, and I wanted to ask you guys... It still stands! 17%! 33,000 Helldivers right now! Hell yeah! They they must have clawed that back. It was below 17% before. I know it was like Tibet, Durgan, and Ubine are all at like 0.003%. Malevolon Creek still stands 17%. Oh my god, I gotta get into Malevolon Creek so bad right now. Like, we're gonna lose the next sector in, and Malevolon Creek is still gonna stand. Yeah, because Drop Near is uh, not doing good. That might be a little bit of wasted resources, I gotta be honest. But 228,000 are over in the Terminid sector. Why? Yeah, the babies over fighting the Terminids need to need to nut up and spread some democracy to the automatons. This is your official cue. I was just like, is it really uh, easier than this? Maybe it's just as bad over there. It's like it's 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 no, it's way easier. It's not even close. There's more of them, which just makes it easier to shoot them all. All right, we're gonna get outfits, and we're gonna host update our podcast. Is gonna become news for this game. We're gonna get outfits. It's gonna become an official Helldivers Two pod. Helldivers yes. Two news. We're gonna be live reporting in the field. <laughs> Sam Alley just edit us into the game. Just you know, the backgrounds make us in the game. Crazy stuff going on in the background. Appreciate that. Thanks. We're gonna talk about not hell divers for a second okay i'm sorry oh, okay. i'm sorry i'm sorry minus a point to me for changing the subject away from hell divers but i i learned this and i'm fascinated about it so mandy told me this piece of information and apparently she and i both experienced this so we never really talked about it but apparently not everyone can like feel your heartbeat in your body and i don't mean like sometimes it comes and goes sometimes it pounds i mean like 24 hours a day not in a like i don't feel good kind of way and not in a way that's concerning i just feel like passively i can feel my heartbeat and it feels like it radiates out in my chest and i can it's just always there and i've always experienced this i've never thought about it and apparently that's uncommon i didn't know this do you guys obviously if you think about it you can you can pay attention i will answer just a question there's a delivery that needs a signature i'm so sorry that's okay me and wade will talk i've got you handshake no handshakes. We should just pretend like we do a handshake while he's gone, but we just made the constitution. I don't know. I got it. Done. Oh, yeah. Let's just have, let's just be ready. Whenever he comes back, we'll pull yeah. our hands back and <laughs> 
So, like, you can focus on it and feel it consciously, but do you unconsciously feel like you can feel the pulse of your heartbeat? Only whenever I'm focused on it, or only whenever it gets elevated. When I lay down, sometimes I feel it. But see, I've been more conscious of it lately, or conscious of it lately, rather, because I've got, like, a family history of heart issues. Like, my dad obviously died when he was very young from alcoholism. Uh, He was only 39, but, like, my grandpa had a heart attack, my uncle had a heart attack, Uh, my younger brother has some heart issues. So, like... Oh, here we go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, hard. What the hell was going on? What's going oh, on? Oh, oh, you're out of focus. That's weird. Yeah, that's so strange. Segway. Uh, heart stuff. I've been more focused on it lately, uh, because of family history. So there, I feel like I've been noticing it more than I used to, but I'm still not like always aware of it. And there are times where I stop and I pause for a moment. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel it right now. I'm fine. But I do notice whenever it's elevated and it's like, I start to panic a little bit because of everything going on with my family. Yeah. Is this just like a, is this another communication thing where people aren't getting it? Cause most of the time I don't feel my heartbeat, but if I think about it, of course I will. Sure. 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 Cause it's happening. I guess I view this kind of like aphantasia. I guess I've, because I, we talked about this. I have, have aphantasia. It just means I can't imagine things visually in my mind. Now I'm, I'm in internally, I'm obsessed with like, well, what else is different? Right. Cause we all, we all only really experience our own bodies directly everything outside of you that you experience in the world is subjective to what your brain thinks it is how your body interacts with it how you analyze it like i'm interested to see what what about the bodily experience is different between people because clearly everyone's body is different everyone thinks differently but like i i just do i all the time it's not annoying or anything but i feel it and it's like i have a radiating thing in my chest where it's just like I'll let Mark talk because I also have to run to the door. <laughs> okay, bye. This is the this is the episode where we take turns being here. I think it mostly is a perception thing. I think that if there's someone out there that being like, I can't feel my heart is lying. It, whereas like imagining something in your mind, sure, that's the brain's a complicated thing. It's hard to say what one's perception of reality is versus another. This is a physical boom, boom, boom in your heart. If you can feel anything, you can feel your heart because it's pumping incredibly strong like your heart is very 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 strong and able to like maintain a pressure of 120 bars or uh not bars 120 but what's the pressure Mil- milligrams per <laughs> i don't remember what it means um yeah milli- millimeters of mercury which is such a d- dumb way of saying <laughs> that's a pre- that's a pressure unit that to- that's it's intuitive one millimeter of mercury is equivalent to 0.001 bar one bar uh, pressure is at one atmosphere is one bar i think also Wait, no let me check that it's pressure and it's very strong if you cut an artery it's gonna go you know it's it's pressure just but like with anything if you ignore it you will lose the constant perception of it but if you keep it in your mind you will become more aware of it and that can become a habit just like anything i guess are, are you saying that you think i'm just it's always in my mind then that i'm not that different it's just something I like think about unconsciously very consistently for some reason. Yeah, I think gradients gradients of perception are really where these things fall. Some people are very like more aware of it, which tends towards a, a, a default that is higher. Some people are ignorant of it. And right now, people listening to this are becoming more aware of it. So everyone's like, oh, no. Oh, what have you done to me? I feel my heartbeat. You know, it's kind of like Georgia to Ray Charles. Always on his mind. 
Point to Wade for an excellent musical reference. It's like if I tell you that you can see your nose in your peripheral vision, you will suddenly notice that your nose is there. And, and it's there all the time, but your brain filters it out. Just like any other perception in your body, Like if, but now that you're aware of it, you can't help but see it. I'm too busy feeling my heartbeat to notice my nose. May <laughs> Yeah, try try seeing your nose and feeling your heartbeat at the same time. Bet you can. While also chewing gum. Is there anything that you guys experience in your body, either that you focus on or that you experience in a, in like a more passive way that you think is weird, that you think is kind of confusing? Yeah, a uh, man, I can't help but notice my gigantic penis just flopping around inside my pants all the time. It's can't help it. it, it anyone else? It's like how you imagine a horse or a cow walking around with their tail just swinging between their legs. But it's like us, I'm like, whoa. Could have just said, could just said no. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for no. your question. Appreciate it. It's yes and. Yes and. My feet. My feet are very dry. I have like insanely dry. I have dry skin in general, but my feet get really dry. They get so dry that my, my skin actually hurts my own feet. If I don't like lotion my feet and take care of them, it reaches a point where like the dry outer layer of skin starts like cracking and like pinching the not dry inner layers of skin and i think that's super weird if i if i like stop doing that as a habit which i normally do i'll be walking around and be like ah why is there a rock in my shoe no there's not a rock in my shoe i just have like the driest skin ever on my heel and it's just like hurting i'm hurting myself by walking that's not really like an internal perception thing but i think that's really weird that that can happen here here's something uh similar not feet related but um I started like consciously trying to breathe through my nose at all times about a year ago. And since then, most of the time I breathe through my nose. What I noticed in the beginning phases is trying to do that, especially trying to sleep, was very difficult because I felt every inhalation, like it burned my nose. It was almost like strangely like, especially cold, like if you if you were doing it in the cold, like it, it can burn your nose. But because I just kept doing it, it doesn't hurt anymore. It doesn't affect anymore. And I think that's the same thing. It's like the perception. And that's actually a physical uh, uh, phenomenon in the body like it's called nerve oh over excitation was it like um, nerve oh named for the famous doctor oh I get your nerve o's uh nerve overstimulation nerves basically have i don't i don't know if this is right a refractory period <laughs> that's right <laughs> wait do you know what a refractory period is when I'm about to. Oh, yeah. Google that. That's good. Okay. Go on, Mark. Uh, so basically, uh, when your nerve, when you have a nerve ejaculation oh. of conduction, it needs, it gets real floppy for a little bit before it can nerve ejaculate again. According to some studies, 18 year old males have a refractory period of about 15 minutes, while those in their 70s take about 20 hours. They can only conduct so much so quickly. That's how any sensation in the body or any community communication is done mostly it's through nerve signals um or hormones obviously but when it's overstimulated it starts it doesn't it has an opposite effect of what you'd think it, whereas like muscles if you work them they'll become stronger nerves when they're overstimulated they actually atrophy because they're like oh this clearly is too much so there's a defense mechanism built into nerves where it's like if it's overstimulated it will start to deaden it will lose its ability to conduct more which is a protective thing it, it's like with nose like when i breathe in it burns uh if i do that constantly that's how perception can be deadened of things in the body like that 
And that's how you can like become numb to certain pains or whatever, or you can be um, like the that's how nerves work when it conducts too much, it will start to lessen the conduction of it. And that's not to say like in the brain with thought conduction, that's that's a different thing. I'm talking about the physical like uh, sense sensory nerves, really. You know what? Point to Mark for nerve refractory period. What about nerve ejaculation? Did I get a did I get a point for that? Yes. Another point to Mark for nerve ejaculation i do have bad acid reflux i should probably be on medicine for it but like i am constantly aware when my stomach or my esophagus have like that burning sensation because i get it all the time um but mark talking about the nose i think i've got polyps in my nasal cavity but i never very rarely maybe half a percent of the time can breathe through both nostrils one is always clogged so my understanding this might be completely wrong anyone who knows anything about this my understanding is that almost Every some huge percentage of the population has some type of deviation in their septum, which is like the thing in the middle of your nose that divides your two nostrils into two nostrils. And some deviated septums are like so crazy that you need to have surgery to try and correct them. But most people just have some sort of slight deviation and have like a dominant nostril. My right nostril is absolutely like my way, my more open nostril. My left nostril is almost always clogged or right on the verge of clogged because I just can't it's a haul all the time and it's because of the shape of my like nasal passages and my septum and what that's what i that's why i thought that was like that for people i've actually gone so years ago i went to an ent and they told me i had polyps in my sinus cavity yeah because of their location they didn't want to do anything they're like well i mean if, it, if we do so i don't know what the risks are but i imagine messing with nerves inside your head is not ideal so they didn't want to do anything but like if i lay down on one side typically that side becomes the clogged side not always like last night i was laying down trying to fall asleep and it didn't do that my left side was just like nah it's me tonight bro i'm staying clogged and it still is i think it's interesting that yours switches back and forth when i lay down that happens whichever side is down generally will be the one that gets more blocked for me because of physiology or whatever but if i'm upright and i'm like i'm not just woken up or something it's always my left one that is more clogged in general. And it's it doesn't really go back and forth. I think it's interesting that that happens more to you. Did you know that there's a muscle in your soft palate that you can actually physically manipulate that will help raise uh, and open up some of those spaces? It's kind of like wiggling your ears where it's like you you don't do it enough that you would really, but once like you can, I'm trying right now to- You could train your body to be able to control it more readily. <laughs> Like explode. I always imagine, imagine that you're trying to swallow the top of your mouth, but then don't do the swallowing thing with your tongue. So you're just like, it like pulls down your throat is what it feels like to me. That <laughs> pulls my soft palate down and activates that muscle. <laughs> anyway, good topic, everybody. Today was a very balanced episode where I feel like everyone really engaged and dug into my topic. Oh yeah, a uh, point for Wade for... um whatever you said um i'm trying to i'm now i'm obsessed with trying to like figure out how to raise my soft palate thanks for participating in the episode mark are you i was gonna i gotta be honest mark you're up by a point right now but i'm a little concerned for your health should i give wade the win just so you can have a little bit of a break here you okay no, 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 i'm good i'm good i'm just are you yeah. sure i'm exercising my soft palate wade has a soft palate too and he doesn't look like that is he raising it it's up dude it is fully erect <laughs> Yeah, Wade's, Wade's hard as hell right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, call it a hard palate, not a soft palate. What are you talking about? <laughs> the refractory period for my palate after this is going to be nuts. No, please don't banish me to the shadow room. Why does that keep happening? Mark, stop going out of focus, goddammit. You always have something weird going on every time. I don't know why that's been happening. I did a firmware update for this 
lens, which is a weird thing to say, but uh, it still is a little funky. Oh, we almost had a whole episode without Mark saying the word lens. Points to Mark for saying lens. Unprompted. Oh, God, what have I done? Oh, sweet Jesus. No memory card. Mark, there's no memory card in slot one. You madman. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, with your sweet, sweet lens talk, Mark, you already had the win anyway, but you really secured it. Congratulations with a score of 10 to 8 that I writ down. I done wrote it down and everything. I I don't want to. And I ended up with a score of minus two somehow. I have had some inquiries about sponsoring the uh, loser speeches. We're going to have to talk to some people. I have some individuals who were like, I'm not a business or or anything, but I just, I would, I would give you $2 for the loser speech. That's like, that, that would be perfect, actually. Give us a loser speech, Wade. Today's loser speech brought to you by Mark and Bob, who will each be paying me $2 toward my Shakira trip. Thank you guys for sponsoring this loser speech. Uh, Bob, fun episode. Uh, you guided us throughout. It really felt like we were on the battlefield, and at times we were losing ground, but in the end, we came back, and we had a solid time together, and I think that we held our ground, and this sector will be secure in no time. Mark, winner speech? Liberty. Most people know of the word, but few know its true definition. Liberty, 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 liberty. It's written in blood, the blood of heroes like me. And I survived, which makes me even more heroic. Not a loser. Didn't lose ground. Still fighting to this day. Winning. Just like Super Earth. Just like managed democracy. It's a beautiful sensation to know you're on the right side of history, which I am right now. Thank you. I will judge fairly and for all humanity united under the banner of Superth. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Make sure you have us uh, followed, checkmarked, plussed, whatever it is, so that you always know when the episodes are coming out. You can watch the video only on Spotify. You can watch Markiplier at Mark. No, the other way around. Mark is Markiplier. It's, there you go. Wade is Lord Minion 777 or Minion 777. I am Mysekerm on the internet. You can watch all that stuff. I bet some of us are going to start posting Helldivers videos. I bet one of us already did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it me? No. Well, I honestly don't know. I, I unsubscribed. Sorry, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> oh. That's the end of the show. Podcast out. That, that one hurt. <laughs>